I'm Maureen Whitehouse. After awakening from a near-death experience 20-plus years ago, I discovered I could see through pain. Any pain. So for the last two decades, I've been helping people come right through their life's greatest challenges and into a life literally teeming with miracles. I'm Christian Camarena. I found Maureen when I was at a low point and searching for some kind of meaning in my life. Straight off the bat, she started talking to me about miracles. Whoa, I was not expecting that. I'm kind of the healthy skeptic in this scenario, and I wasn't sure I believed in all this stuff about miracles, so I questioned everything. And it turns out, a true spiritual teacher really loves that shit. I realize I still have a lot to learn, so you might as well stick around and learn right along with me. While I ask the real questions, and Maureen does what she does best, reveals the miraculous and the marginal, the mundane, and the everyday messes of life. This is Miracle Renegade. Hi, I'm Maureen Whitehouse. And I'm Christian Camarena. And this is Miracle Renegade. We have been recording episodes now that are a little bit out of context to what we did earlier on. The intention we had for the podcast was to record a season and then to have that professionally produced and then to be able to release that segment by segment in a way that it sort of introduced you to us and had you move into this experience of being Miracle Renegades pretty seamlessly. But then we were faced with a different situation than anyone on this planet has ever encountered, and it's this pandemic that's happening, the coronavirus. So we decided that it was important for us just to get this information out about how to view this circumstance miraculously rather than from this really crazy chaotic stance that many people could feel is the default when you're focused on fear. So in this path we have a whole different way of looking at life where you can see literally miracles pave your way all day every day. The following episode was recorded on March 11, 2020 when the coronavirus had just started to spread in Boston where we are. At the time, there was still a lot of uncertainty and speculation about what that meant, how serious it would become, and how we should respond as individuals and a community. Given how things have escalated, the tone of this conversation may at times seem light. We don't mean to be cavalier or inconsiderate. But as you get to know us, you'll see it's our M.O. to address pretty intense subjects in a direct and often lighthearted way. Because for us, that's key to revealing the miracles inherent in every situation, including the messes and mayhem of life. I know a lot of people have been having questions lately about the crazy state of the world at this moment. And in my years on the planet, I don't think that I've experienced as intense scenarios as we are experiencing now since the 60s. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff. And I remember being a little girl at the time. And so there were Time Magazine covers that I come across every so often, the big version of the magazine. And they were always super scary. Yeah. And they caused me to be 
scared all the time, you know, and they came, I think, weekly. I'm pretty sure Time Magazine or no, it was Life Magazine. Oh, Life, So yeah. Life Magazine had those pictures. So it was great for a kid, sort of like a comic book, only it was real life and mm-hmm. it was scary real life. <laughs> so I just remember being in panic for hours after looking at that magazine and just looking at the covers would make me scared. So I know there are a lot of people out there now that are experiencing a lot of that energy that's been pretty peaceful and an oasis here in the United States anyway. Mm. A lot of places in the world have had a lot of tumult since then. But we've been relatively fortunate in having it feel more peaceful until these last few years. Yeah, uh, essentially, I've been having this argument with people for the last two weeks we've had like a disease scare but if it isn't disease it's politics if it isn't politics it's some issue some social issue and the first thing i do when i pick up my phone in the morning is there's a a news headline right there and it's always something terrible (laughs) (laughs) so i stopped picking up my phone in the morning and now my day is starting a little bit easier Mm. on there but it's constant now like we had uh, a virus that came into the united states and it uh, claimed a few lives very sad but now like things are shutting down even in my small town people are afraid to go out and i don't know anyone who has it it's like it's a flu essentially so I don't know how to get people to see that like maybe this is about something more than this disease. So like where is the light in this? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. So the important thing to notice is that life how we live it is all based on perspective. Where are we perceiving from? Are we perceiving from a connectivity with fear or are we perceiving our lives with a connectivity of love. Mm. It's really the only two options, so we can keep it pretty simple here. Yeah. So anybody listening now, if you've been experiencing fear over worldwide situations like polarizing politics and pandemics and things that feel really crazy and promote panic, Mm. then now's the time to even get more sincere. I'm not going to say serious because that's the challenge here that people have is everyone gets so serious in yeah. these times and that's not necessarily an uplifting stance. I'm going to say sincere, get more sincere about your capacity to be a, a miracle renegade, to be mm. someone who sees miracles all day every day in the midst of these kinds of challenges. Now I would tell you that I wouldn't listen to a word I say if they don't stand up in times like these. Yeah. Because you always use extremes to show, yes, this is really real, that you can find miracles everywhere. So how this works is that there's a parallel path. It's like railroad tracks. And you can jump back and forth from track to track, fear to love, to joy, to peace, to panic, you back and forth. That's what most humans do. Very few people stay consistently on that track that's only peace. Mm. And that's the track that has all the miracles. That's the track that has the perception that expands and expands and expands into love. It's the path that the foundation of it is only love is real. Nothing real can be threatened. Herein lies all the peace of reality and truth. 
So how does that feel? Like, why would I get off this track? Okay, good. Why would you get off the track of peace or yeah. why would you get off the track of fear? <laughs> I mean, the fear one is obvious. You feel terrible. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So like it's a, and everything bad is happening right. to you. So like you feel sick, <laughs> you're scared your mom is going to die. Like it's uh, pretty extreme. But if it's peace, even if in the face of fear, if peace is so strong, why would I go to back to fear? Well, you just said it. If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is look at headlines, be prepared yeah. to not be peaceful. Because they're snippets. They never come full circle. They give you a highlighted version of the circumstance. Hmm. The only time that things make sense in the world of the miraculous is if you follow a thought start to finish. Hmm. So... You have a thought about something that's a challenge. You continue to follow it till it comes full circle. And then you see, oh, that's what that was. Mm. That's nothing to promote fear here. That's something that I can actually learn a brand new perspective about. So let's take some of these things. Yeah. First of all, I would have to say that the polarizing politics of the world right now are the cause of a lot of our fear and problems. We're quick to jump into fear right now because people are using separation. That's the world of the ego by definition. The ego is the voice of separation. So polarizing politics, just by being polarizing, causing us to be on two sides of something, is the utmost in the world of duality. Got to see it in two eyes. Got to see it with two perspectives. Somebody has to be right. Somebody has to be wrong. There's never a win-win. It's always my way or the highway. Yeah. And the world is experiencing this now, not just in the United States. The entire world is experiencing these politics that are polarizing, where people don't want to give up the reins, who've had the reins, and there's progressives coming up with new ideas and new stances and a vaster perspective. Yeah, it feels like there's even a divide within the parties. Mm -hmm. That's always the way of separation. It becomes more and more and more fragmented. Mm. It never leads to unity. It'll always lead to, I'd rather be right than happy. Mm. So now look at what's going on in the world. We've got people who are kind of used to and conditioned, especially for the last few years, to have to endure polarizing energy almost every day Mm. throughout the world. And so people are feeling this is the norm, in quotes. And it's worn us down. This is what's happening. We're finding ourselves in a place where our resistance is low (laughs) because it's been continuous since the beginning of this, where people are using fear to gain control of situations. And that's how wars begin. That's how they get people to jump in and go to war because there's been this underlying current of fear. Yeah. And so people have been riding it now and it's sort of like, oh, here we go. Now we're going down this river of fear. And next thing we know, we're finding ourselves in the middle of possibility of capsizing and, yeah. and it's getting more tumultuous and the rapids are approaching and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to hang on anymore. We're kind of worn out. Yeah. Now it's at street level. So, like, the people are actually getting into physical altercations over political differences. Well, now it's becoming physical altercations over toilet paper. Yeah. You know, and follow that thought through for a minute. Mm. Why is toilet paper becoming scarce when there's supposed to be a flu epidemic? Yeah. I don't understand (laughs) that. Also, water, bottles of water? Yeah. 
for a flu <laughs> epidemic. We have tap water that's clean in almost every place in the entire country. Yeah. These thoughts are very fragmented and they're all fear-driven. Yeah. So the good news here is that love wins. Mm. Only love is real. Nothing real can be threatened. So let's just step back for a moment, Miracle Renegades, <laughs> and let yourself just know that there's good to come from this, that we can become more aware and more present in our lives because guess why? We have to. Yeah. When everyone's panicking, the one who can just relax and let everybody, if they have to, run off a cliff, you don't want to see that, but why would you run with them? Mm. So you have to be able to become some of the things we've been talking about. First and foremost, you don't wake up in the morning and look at the news first thing. That's making certain that your life is going to revolve around the outside world. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We've already talked about how perception is everything. Well, don't you want to align with who you truly are first before you go out into chaos? Yeah. And the soul of you only sees light. Only sees light. Now look at this. Lots of darkness mm. going on out there. So if you really truly commit to a path of being someone who's miraculous in orientation— then that means you take those first moments in the morning and you really do respect them as the powerful moments that they are. Mm. If you connect with who you truly are in the morning, that would look like this. You don't open your eyes. You stay in that space where you've just coming out of the sleeping state and you haven't yet come into the waking state entirely. It's very beautiful. It's a, a midway between worlds. And so, without even trying, it's very conducive to sort of like a hypnotic state. Yeah. And do you want to be hypnotized by the craziness in the world, first thing in the morning? Or do you want to go back into yourself, into the place where you start to say things like, this is going to be a beautiful day. I'm going to be synchronistically led. I'm going to notice the graces in my life. I'm going to focus on beauty and peace. I'm going to choose loving thoughts. I'm going to choose connectivity. I'm going to choose to follow the voice of my own best interest. The voice of my own best interest is peace. How do I align with peace? Mm. I close my eyes and relax into peace right now. I stay in the space with my eyes closed and I relax into peace right now. What that feels like is a drop down within us. We drop out of our head and into our heart. Mm-hmm. We drop down into a place where we're grounded in something deeper, something more. The soul sees light mm. everywhere. Feel that. The soul sees light everywhere. There's no separation, no division. If you're following this path of light, you're going to be guided impeccably. Mm. Now, we're not angry at the world out there. and We're not fearful of the world out there. We're fearful of ourselves choosing insanity mm. rather than sanity. So if you wake up in the morning and now in these times, you have to know, not letting anyone off the hook here, it's an imperative. If you want to see miracles, you connect first or you don't go out into the world. You just don't. Yeah. And when you do, you're going to be guided and the voice of your own best interest will be evident because the voice of our own best interest is absolutely there at our beck and call, but it never interferes with what we want to do. Mm. So if you wake up in the morning 
and it looks like you want to rush out into the world and get in the thick of things, the voice of her own best interest sits back and goes, okay, I'll watch. Not going to engage that, but I'll watch. Yeah. And, you know, here and there, if you feel like you're done with that or if you have an inkling to just sit down and relax and breathe, I'm here. I'm always here. Never left you. We'll never abandon you. But is there like a way to steer yourself back to that? Because, you know, yeah. like that guy who's buying 180 rolls of toilet paper, <laughs> right? <laughs> For a flu. It's so fragmented. Just like, I know what I've seen in apocalypse movies. <laughs> I know what I've seen on TV. I know what I've seen in the news in the past, in the 90s when like floods were happening, you always see that guy pushing a ton of stuff that he doesn't need. It's the way of it. When someone is in fear and separation, hoarding becomes a really natural tendency. Mm. It's all I, me, my. Yeah. And the real clarity of us becomes clouded with fear. Mm. And so we're never clear about what's in our best interest. Yeah. It's absolutely not in our best interest. So if you see people rolling shopping carts full of toilet paper now, do not follow them. Yeah. <laughs> you know you'll get into an altercation out in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find yourself doing things that are going to be crazy, and then you'll believe more in the chaos because hey. of the voice you're following. And so this kind of a situation. So here's the parallel path. In my world, mm -hmm. what I'm seeing in this, I'm seeing people who are being called more dramatically to love. Mm. That when it gets insane and bizarre and you really have to stop and say, stop mm. <laughs> to yourself. Do not take another step forward towards insanity. Yeah. What's the opposite look like? Well, it looks like just stopping, relaxing, Breathing. Remember, we've said the easiest way to connect with the soul is to remember you came into this life with your first breath. You leave with your last. When you focus on your breath and let yourself just breathe and notice that beautiful act is being done for you, then you will cherish that and pay attention to that more as the anchor to truth and anchor to reason and anchor to peace. Now watch what's happening with this in my world of seeing the bigger picture of being in the world of connectivity and oneness, which is the world of the soul. You're seeing people focusing on something that they are really having a lot of fear around, which has to do with the flu and the symptoms center in your chest. Mm. Yeah, Your chest is your heart space. People who are trying to hoard things are really not in their heart space. Mm. They're thinking again, I mean, my. That's not loving. That's not loving to you. That's not loving to other people. When we get in that mode where it feels like we can be selfish as the mode of operandum, our heart starts shutting down and we get really fearful of things like flus that would center in our heart space, yeah. in our lungs. All of that is the center of being able to listen to the voice of your own best interest. Remember I said if you stay in bed in the morning and what the first reaction is to the headlines is to get into your head. If you stay in bed just a little bit longer in the morning and drop down into your heart space and feel peace and ease within your body or don't get up until you do. Mm. Drop down into the space that connects you with something more. 
You know, we can't see love unless it's embodied. I understand this, but from a person who's lived that fearful life, it feels like you need to have action to change. And I know that you do, but in that state, you need to do something. You know, you need to go to the store and prepare because you have a family who's scared of the... I, I was talking to my mom, right? And she got some shoes from an Italian store. And she was like, wash your hands after because you know the coronavirus. <laughs> I was just like, don't poison my mind with I lick the box. Just to, She's like, what are you doing? You're going to have the corona. It's just all hysteria. It's all fear. Like I've definitely made myself sick by thinking that I am sick just to get out of a job. You know, we've talked about that on other Miracle Renegade podcasts about how our mind affects so much about what our body experiences really literally everything our body experiences. So think of how many times you've had the flu in your life. And if the vibe going on in the outer world was that this is deadly, Mm -hmm. you're feeling compromised to begin with in that state where your body's feeling weak and tired. You don't need negative thinking. That's when you want to think about the best things in life. That's when you want to think about going out and smelling the flowers and having a run once you're done with this. And you want to think, again, we talked about this in the last podcast episode, about how if you're in a frightening circumstance like turbulence on an airplane, you see yourself in the situation of why'd you get on the flight to begin with? Yeah. The happy circumstance after you land. You see yourself beyond it. All right, so for a miracle renegade, who is seeing nuttiness all around them, like institutions closing down, flights being canceled. How in the face of that? Do you see the miracle? Yeah. Great question. So there's multiple ways. First of all, you've got to be able to connect to the voice of your own best interest or you're going to be thrown into this. Mm. By nature of waking up in the morning and going out into the world, you will feel part of it. Mm. So this is a time when you get much more sincere about your own spiritual practice, about relaxing deliberately, about taking time out and being with yourself. That's quality time. Hmm. Thinking about things that are visionary and progressive and happy and, and your energy then will rise. The interesting thing about this is that we talk about antibodies as the answer to all kinds of diseases. What's the greatest antibody? Your light body, your Mm. soul. Yeah. It's the ultimate antibody. Yeah. And yet we're focusing on the body for the answers. Mm. If you want to be healed of anything, then get in connection with your soul. Mm. If you want to avoid crazy circumstances, then get in connection with your soul. So there's several things here on this parallel path of peace. Mm. We're tired of polarizing politics and things that make us feel separate from one another. Just at a time when people were becoming much more connected via social media and things that really allowed people on all ends of the earth to be connected with each other. Yeah, funny how that works. Funny how that works. So then now something comes that can polarize us even further and have more fear between people. So if you're going to do this with consciousness, if you're going to ride these circumstances out with consciousness... You know, don't do stupid things. It's not in your best interest to do stupid things that, you know, unless you're somebody who really sees the world only as light, Mm -hmm. if you're a mystic that can walk around this earth and know the connectivity, believe me, you'll know darkness and you'll know light. Mm. 
then it's nobody's business about what you're focusing on because you're seeing a completely different world. And that is possible, by the way. That's what this is walking us into. Mm -hmm. A world where we see, literally, tangibly see light, see miracles. You know, I heard the Dalai Lama was getting a hard time because he told his disciples to focus on a mantra as a way to help with the epidemic. You know, he's was part of China, Tibet. And so, people said, this is probably the most stupid answer of how to deal with this. And then I looked up what mantra he was talking about. Mm. It's the Green Tara mantra. It's very foundational to the Buddhist tradition. It's the mantra that evokes the divine goddess Tara, Mm. who's Green Tara, the goddess of compassion. It's the heart space. Mm. It's come back to love. It's be with the goddess of peace, of truth, of light. Now, he's a man who's much closer to this mystic capacity, if not in it, to be able to see the light, to Mm. be able to feel the divinity of us all. He knows in that choosing that mantra that he's talking about opening your heart, people. Mm. Open the heart to love and healing and light. She's the goddess of healing light. And so it's all about your heart space. This is where the virus is centering. Yeah. Of course, somebody who sees a bigger full circle picture is going to say, people, open your hearts Yeah. at a time where there's a, something that could affect this area of your body. Mm. So there's that. You want to connect more on a spiritual level because being in a body right now can be super frightening yeah. to people. So it's a catapult back into the something more. What we naturally gravitate to hear as Miracle Renegades is the answer to these kinds of problems, that you have to see something more. You have to be guided by the voice of your own best interest. You have to notice that this is a push towards peace. Mm. So how that looks. In a world right now where a lot of issues have happened around people who are not respecting personal boundaries of other people, Mm. that's been an issue for the past couple of years. Yeah. Now people are told to stand six feet apart, Yeah, you know, where there are a lot of conflicts going on because you don't feel that you have personal space. Now it depends what you do with your personal space. Are you going to use it to feel that spaciousness is one of the most important things that we have, that you have a cluttered mind full of fear? Breathe and get into a spacious space. Mm. Let yourself... Get the space that people are giving you now that they typically wouldn't before. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Think of how many people have conflict with people all day long because there's somebody crawling up your butt. Yeah, just (laughs) trying to into your thoughts. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And now you're in a place where people are naturally giving each other personal space. Mm. You know, that's really nice. We need it, people. Or something like this would not have happened. We need to really respect our personal space. Mm. And now this is allowing us to do that in a way that's worldwide acceptable. Mm. That's one. The other one, again, I'm making sure that you're seeing that the first thing you have to do is first thing in the morning, you connect with the soul, Mm. the voice of your own best interest. You literally annihilate the voice of fear that way. Because what's going to happen is we've talked about this in other podcasts where there weren't extreme circumstances or pandemics happening, but you're going to be guided in ways that are safe and sound and secure. And if you intend in the morning, guide me in ways that are bringing me to the most beautiful circumstances, to the healthy whole circumstances I deserve, 
then you're going to be guided towards that. Mm. Where's the fear in that? Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to bridge the gap on. You say just to try this, right? There is nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Here's the other part of this. People treat their bodies really poorly a mm. lot of the time. And it's your best friend. Mm. It should be your best friend. Well, if this is causing people to treat themselves better, to eat healthier, to do things that they were putting off for a while, another bonus of having this situation around. You start using this for love rather than fear. You're going to take care of yourself and eat foods that keep your immune system fine-tuned. So you'll be in that space naturally that this might have made you have to push yourself into maybe through crazy circumstances, but so what? You start treating your body much more kindly. You start recognizing, hey, I actually really like this body. I actually want to take good care of this body and be able to use it as my vehicle for communication on this planet a little bit longer. All right. So what I'm seeing is these stories that you're seeing, like the panic and the fear, it can be like, let me appreciate myself a little bit more. And all of it is an impetus to find more love. We all need more personal space. We all need to connect in the morning. We all need to treat our bodies well, eat well, Mm -hmm. find food. Not only that, watch this. Everyone's washing their hands. Yeah. And they're being told to wash their hands very thoroughly. Take two minutes, sing happy birthday twice while you suds up. You know what that is? What? That right there, that's mindfulness. And when you're being mindful, then you're slowing down and you're appreciating your life more. If you're singing happy birthday 10 times a day to yourself, that's a happy thought. (laughs) Happy birthday. You just woke up to a new day. This is your new birthday. Have fun washing your hands. Soap it up like kids do. You put kindergartners at the sink to wash their hands after playing with paints, and you can't get them away from the soapy sink for half an hour. That's what we're doing now. We want to be in a space where we're seeing this darkness and this cloudiness and this challenge with each other and with life. We want to wash it away, wash my hands of this. Yeah. You know, we're in that place where we're done. So we've got a connection to love by imperative. If we take that time in the morning and spend time with ourselves, that's quality before getting out there and contending with the world. We've got this idea and knowledge that personal space is being more respected right now. Mm -hmm. We've got this place where peace is much more important to us than it has been of late. Yeah. That we're not going to take the headlines in indiscriminately. Yeah. I think I have one more. Mm, It kind of gives everyone a break. You know, the Chinese have been working very hard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You get to get a little vacation. Mm -hmm. You know, you get 10 days off, 14 days (laughs) off. It's sort of like an extended snow day. It's like the happy times that kids, you know, have a blackout. Kids are like, yay, the lights are off. You have a snow day. Yay. If you're looking at kids now and we're discovering new ways to relate to each other that can still connect us even when there are things that we have to be, in quotes, separate to experience. Mm. So not only that, look at this one. If everyone's been working hard and need a break right now, then watch this. What about the idea that we're all so connected that we breathe the same breath worldwide? If this doesn't prove that we're all one, What does? Mm. Yeah. 
utmost truth is we're all one. And people are like, ah, come on, that's spiritual jargon. You know, that's, you know, yeah. blah, blah. It's just not credible. It's not tangible. This is credible and tangible. Yeah. That's the other side of the world, and now it's affecting your very own backyard. Mm. That shows we're all one. We have to be all for one and one for all, yeah. or this doesn't work. But why the extremity? We're needing it. Yeah. We're needing this kind of a wake-up call right now. Mm. When we think that we can do something here in America that doesn't affect China, and China can do something in China that doesn't affect America, and then be enemies? Yeah, Come on, wake up, people. We need a wake-up call here. We're getting our wake-up calls. Mm. If you take this and use it for what it is, then you can see that everything, again, defaults to only love being real. Mm. Only love is real. Yeah. But of utmost importance here now is that we're seeing that fear doesn't work. Mm. Fear just doesn't work. It's At best, it wears you out. Mm. People are like live nerve endings out there and you can't go too far down that road without compromising your immune system yeah without making yourself feel upset 24 7 you're going to affect something else in your physical body even if you don't get this virus so let's just stop for a moment and look at the antidote to this the antidote to this is to choose peace and when you wake up in the morning if you get that extra heartbeat to be able to stay in your heart space longer, to recognize you have a soft, beautiful bed that you're comfortable in right now, that you have a body that's healthy and well, and you begin to default to appreciation, you begin to default to what you already have, that's perfection. Hmm. You have a body that's heart is beating, that's lungs are breathing, that's eyes are seeing, that's ears are hearing, all by itself. Love that body. This is an opportunity to really say, man, I'm awesome. My physical body is just a miracle. And if I focus on miracles now, I get more and more miracles paving my way. Mm. More and more miraculous bodies in the form of other people who are going to respect your personal space now. Yeah. Who are going to see if somebody's sitting out by themselves in a field, you know, you don't rush over and, and, be in their space, this is the perfect time to adopt a more sincere spiritual practice. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting hassled so much anymore. And like, I walk to uh, the commuter rail all the time. And you know, you'll have like Greenpeace or some environmentalist people. And I remember 10 years ago, they were so pushy and they would get you on both sides. So you'd be walking and like, hey, do you want to save the planet? I'm like, no. And then I have to say it again to another person. And it always made me feel like shit because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be mean to a stranger. Mm-hmm. But now like I walk by going to the commuter rail and, you know, like a simple nod and a smile and everyone understands. Yeah. yeah. And so now you might have been proving a point to your mom. I just want to get back to one thing about, you know, licking the box from yeah. China. <laughs> and of course, you knew it was in the house for a while and things. But I do want to say to people, you don't do things that are outwardly stupid or arrogant or trying to prove a point What you do when you're connected to the soul, the soul is very subtle energy. Mm. So what that does is it's it's the utmost respectful, it's the utmost communicative using love as its propeller. Mm. 
And it's moving in ways that I get it. That was funny that you were doing that in your own home. Mm. But I don't recommend anyone no. doing anything <laughs> that's stupid because here's the thing. Someone could say, oh yeah, I'm a miracle renegade. I'm never going to get yeah. sick. And then they go do all kinds of stupid things. And I will tell you this, if you're doing that, you're following the voice of arrogance, which has to be the voice of the ego, which is the voice of separation. Mm. The people who are aligned to this that can walk through fire, that can walk into situations where you know there's a plague happening and be just fine and come out the other side, are the people whose vibrations are so high that they're seeing only light wherever they go. And they're being sent. They're asking the voice of their own best interest, tell me where to go, tell me what to do, tell me what to say and to whom, and I will to do it. I'm humbly connected to the divine will. I will to do it and nothing more. Yeah. When you're following that voice impeccably, that's what a true mystic is. That's what a true out-the-other-side miracle renegade is. That You're going to walk in with such profound peace into any situation that you're bringing the light of the divine with you. Mm. What that feels like, I know this personally on a, my own personal level, what that feels like is it feels like you're on fire. It's a passionate purpose. And you're going into situations because you know only love is real and you're going to unveil it no matter what because mm. you're committed to that. You see that. You live that on a day-to-day -day basis. We talk about the three phases of becoming a miracle renegade or a miracle worker. First phase is miracle-mindedness. This podcast today was shifting your mind to be able to see that there's love apparent in this, mm. that there's definitely, you can default to love in these kinds of situations. Because that's the parallel path to fear. And if you choose to stay on that path, you're going to experience more and more and more a life where you're feeling this powerful passion that feels like a fire. You're on fire with life, with love, with purpose, and with meaning. You'll know it when you feel it because it's not a typical mode of operandum for people. Mm. You know, try to wake yourself up in the morning and try to engage with life. It feels like you are in an elevated state of capacity and awareness. When you feel that, it means you've been consistently following the voice of your own best interest. It's not because you're special. It's because you've been committed to being the true you mm. for long enough that you know if you take a dip, you can feel it physically. Yeah. When you're on fire like that, it's like being the difference between solid as ice, liquid as the typical way we navigate life or solid as a rock. You know, mm. That's the way typical human nature might be. This is like steam where you can walk through anything and look at what you add to water to get to steam, yeah. heat, fire. When your heart starts beating at this profound, passionate level, then literally your body is in that place where the germs don't take hold. The things that affect us, the microbiome is different. It's all different. Every part of your body is operating at a higher level of frequency. Wow. So when we want to be immune to certain things, then get immune to it mentally first. Mm. Our physical experience follows the experiences of our mind. Mm. So if you're coming to a place where all you see is consistently love, 
believe me, you're going to fall in love with life. That's like that fire you feel in your heart when you fall in love. Mm. That's what all the saints and mystics have experienced that have felt the divine personally in their lives, that have felt that divine touch. What it feels like is that you're on fire with the divine. And what that feels like is you can walk into any circumstance and you're going to be guided so impeccably that you're going to be just fine. Mm. And guess what it feels like? That your heart is so expanded and so wide and so open that you're in that space of truth and peace and ease and love by default. Then what heart is going to close down? What lungs are going to close down in that kind of circumstance? We see it all the time, and I don't know why people don't notice this, that there are many, many, many caregivers out there who day after day go to work and work in hospitals and work in the front lines of all kinds of things like this. And there will be just as many people who don't get sick as people who get sick. Yeah. If you watch them, if you really followed them around, one person around who was in this space, that their passion is to love and to heal and to give, they are in that elevated vibration and they're in that space where they're getting their marching orders from the divine and they will walk left when everyone else is walking right. Mm. And they will do something like wash their hands at the perfect time. And it looks very mundane, but it's highly miraculous because you're being guided impeccably in your own best interest. But remember, miracles are always win-win. So if you're a healer, you want to be in this space because you want yourself to win while the patient gets healed. You want people to be calm and kind to each other because that's what you're being. You're emulating and embodying what it is that the truth of this situation is. That there are going to be healers out there and there are going to be people who need healing. Mm. And this started with our minds first, you know, these polarizing politics. Yeah. And then that led to these situations where people could panic over pandemics because we all know that everything is affecting all of us now. Mm. And we have to be crazy unconscious and crazy unaware not to know that we're all one. That we literally, literally are all one. We breathe the same air. We breathe the same breath. Mm -hmm. And guess what that is? You came in with your first breath. You'll leave with your last. That is the soul. We are one soul. Eternal, by the way. So all the better if you know that you're going to not go anywhere, even if you leave your physical body. Yeah. Then you're even less fearful of anything that people are talking about that could be, you know, end in quotes, a horrible death. Wow. So by flipping the switch, mm-hmm. you're telling me that uh, the world will look completely different because I am not following this track of new cycles politics. Okay, so I'm going to use myself as an example. I yeah. largely stay out of any sensation whatsoever except to look at what's going on with the collective. Yeah. So I am in the world, but not of it. And I did a lot of traveling last year and I did a lot of traveling in Asia. Mm. This year I had no feeling that I really wanted to go and I didn't know why because I had reasons to go to Asia. Yeah. But I had no inkling to go to Asia. Just didn't come together. Other situations arose where I wound up in Florida at yeah. a time where I would have taken off and flown to Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm connected. And it looks as mundane as that. Yeah. 
it looks like, why am I not in Asia right now being stuck on a, wow. you know, a cruise ship or something? <laughs> yeah. I listened to the voice of my own best interest. And if I don't get a very definitive joyful hit, by the way, this is not micromanaging fear. Yeah. If my hit is, wow, that's fun or that's adventuresome or that's exciting, then I'm going to go to Asia and I'm going to bump into people I haven't seen in 10 years. Yeah. If I'm following the voice of fear, then I'm going to do something completely different mm. and I'm going to be on a fear path. Now, some people would say, no, but these people went on the cruise because they were going to go have a fun time and, or it was their anniversary trip or things like that. And I would say, yes, then stay joyful. Stay in a place where you're able to make the most out of any situation and you're going to find yourself making wise choices in the middle of chaos. Yeah. Miracle workers get sent into chaos, by the way. I've been sent into a lot of chaos, but do I believe it? No, I see it all out the other side or else I'm not there to promote peace or to bring peace or to bring love. Yeah. So wherever you are or whatever circumstances you find yourself in, when it looks like it's dicey or scary, all of a sudden decide to drop yourself mm. and drop your divinity and drop the part of you that is connected and default to fear. Yeah. That's why meditation and sitting back and connecting in whatever way works best for you. If it's out in a field by yourself, all the better right now. People get it. If you're in a place, you can sit by yourself in a park right now, pretty much, and people are not going to bother you. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I'm a student in mm -hmm. this. Is it healthy to approach this as if I'm placed into a chaotic situation and I don't know what's going on? Is it more of a learning experience, like the people on the cruise ship? I would say this. The only reason you would not know what's going on is because you didn't connect that morning. Mm, okay. If you connected that morning and you say to the voice of your own best interest, tell me where to go, tell me what to do, tell me what to say and to whom, and I will to do it and nothing more. Yeah. If you find yourself in a circumstance that seems to be challenging, that's when you're going to default back to the same voice you listen to in the morning and say, what's up with this? Yeah. And you're not going to look at the world for the answer. You're going to look to the voice inside your heart, the opened heart, mm -hmm. to tell you what it's about. And believe me, it might be, yeah, just walk two blocks to the left and you'll see. Yeah. And it might be, go right through this one. It's not a problem for you. Yeah. And that's the only way anyone could truly show up as somebody who understands we're all here to be superheroes. Yeah. That's who the soul is. We all want to be able to have this capacity to know exactly where to go, how, and when. Yeah. And have it be win-win for everyone. Yeah. It's the ultimate victory. Now, again, let's just go back to the beginning of all this. It started with worldwide polarizing politics. Yeah. The rulers, so we are supposed to follow, are giving us fearful messages. So they're bringing people down fearful paths. How's that working for you? Yeah. You got a whole bunch of people who are afraid. Now you have a lot more responsibility. And that does not work for anyone because now you're micromanaging and trying to jump through hoops and do all kinds of things to make everybody safe when they don't have the capacity to be safe because they are disconnected from the soul. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you can see how many opportunists come out during this right. to sell people more fear. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, 
it's like something I don't want to see happen to people because I've been there and I've been the recipient of somebody selling me fear when I'm afraid, you know, like take out this loan or take this job because you're going to need it or go to school because you're not going to have a future. Right. And it's like, uh, it's that. Well, you just talked about another one then. Go to school because you're not going to have a future. What happens when that's upended and nobody can go to school? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, does that mean we have no future? Well, wait a few minutes and you'll see that we all have a creative self, that yeah. a lot is going to come out of this when people aren't trapped in classrooms every day, all day. Yeah. If it were to go that far. Yeah. But can you see? Follow the thought. Follow it all the way through. And if you follow it through, start to finish, you're only going to see grace in the making. Mm. That's truly what this is about, that we get a better acumen to be able to see where's the love here. Yeah. If it's about you rising to the occasion and, you know, giving that extra roll of toilet paper to somebody, if it's about you deciding to be able to know that you have capacities that you haven't yet tapped that are really kind of supernatural. By the way, anyone who is a mystic or a spiritually oriented person has done a lot of things in their life that are abnormal to most people. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of spiritual people I know fast and yeah. pray very consistently. And so they know how not to eat and not be panicked because of it. I know multiple people who've gone on 40-day fasts, water fasts. Mm -hmm. I know multiple people, myself, I've gone 20, 30-something days without eating food. Wow. Because I'm in a space where it's about being spirit rather than body. Now, I'm not advocating any of those things unless it's something that you're being compelled to do from your heart and soul. Yeah. But I know humans that have done this myself. Yeah. And I have done these things myself. You know, I've been to India where there's no toilet paper anywhere and no one's dying because they couldn't wipe themselves. Yeah. There's other ways to clean yourself. Yeah. And when you become more mindful about these kinds of things, you're resourceful. Mm. You're going to find ways to be able to find the resources that you need. And you'll be guided there, hopefully with a sparkle in your eye and a smile on your face. And you'll find the other ones who get the joke too, Mm. that we're not limited, that we're infinite in our potential, that we are the utmost creators, that we all have the capacity to be able to transcend anything. And if you have that extra mantra in your heart that we talk about, and then there's this, and you're always looking towards where's the grace in the making, you're going to find it. Mm. And you're going to prove to yourself that you're a miracle master, and you're going to prove to yourself that you're a miracle renegade. Mm. So one last comment before we go. So you say that you close the circle. So I have a thought, and then I close that circle. If you're closing a fearful thought circle, you're never going to close it. It's going to keep on going around and around and around and around and gets more fear and more fear and more fear and more fear. If you have a thought that's a true thought and you can follow it all the way through, you're going to see, oh, win-win. Okay. If I'm always closing circles, is it an infinite amount of circles then? (laughs) (laughs) It is. But feel it. Feel it. The essence of the soul is fullness. Mm. So if you're constantly closing circles, you're feeling, oh, completion. Mm. I feel full. Yeah. I feel full. That's a perfect thought. Yeah. It's worth thinking. Yeah. If you're not thinking a thought that's worth thinking, you have to think many, many, many more thoughts. Yeah. Unless it's a runaway train. Uh, That's funny because I have a connection to that. I've been, now that it's getting nicer, I'm running, I'm 
being mindful of eating, but I now I understand why I was overeating. It was because I was like eating standing up because of my job or like I was eating throughout the day. I was never closing a meal. I didn't have the time. Now watch this one for this whole thing with the virus and the threat of the virus. Yeah. You can buy food, but if you can't wash your hands, you can't eat it yeah. if you're being ultra mindful. Yeah. And so people are not eating on the run anymore because they can't. Yeah. And unless you can wash your hands first, and that makes you have to hopefully sit down and enjoy your food and enjoy the fact that you have food that you know is healthy because you set it up in a way that it's all clear and clean around you. Yeah. Very important stuff we're getting a chance to experience. Here. Yeah, that's uh, it's revealing. Revealing. Yeah, like uh, this, this horrible thing in quotations is now making you think about yourself a little bit more lovingly. And a you don't lot die. more mindfully. Yeah. And when you start to do that, you do see miracles at hand all day, every day. You're going to see yourself slow down and savor. You're going to see yourself get more sincere and you're going to see yourself really finding that your physical body feels good and peaceful when you start to focus on the spaciousness and the capacity to resonate with space rather than all this form that's causing so much chaos. Now, do you think the healing is going to take this time or is it many more times? We get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity every single day to wake up. Mm. This is just a bigger collective wake-up call because it's been pretty painful for people these last few years to be in a space that's been this unconscious. Yeah, And it's also a runaway train. So who knows what else the human psyche can come up with to make chaos if we don't choose to wake up now. Mm. Oh, beautiful. So it's time, people. It's time to default to joy and peace as the ruler of your world. It's time to expect miracles. It's time to connect and be at ease. So let's just say short but sweet how to do this. First thing is recognize there's a parallel path, fear and love parallel. You can jump from one to the other or hopefully more consistently stay on the path of peace and love. And don't dip down to that path of fear and make choices or decisions from there. Yeah. If you feel fearful, do not make important decisions from that place. Yeah, don't change from the basement. Don't go <laughs> from the basement. Go up, elevate your mind, get peaceful and make choices there. Next one, this is causing people to notice that we're all one that we are ultimately connected, that people on the other side of the world and we here on the opposite side of the world breathe the same breath or else this wouldn't be possible to have a contagion in an epidemic. Now, this is also causing people to be mindful, to take time to do things slowly and deliberately and with a sense of purpose of peace and cleanliness. Order is another beautiful thing. The world of the divine has perfect order. Mm. So you see things happening one after the other in a beautiful flow of grace. This is allowing us to clean up our messes. Mm. And to, to notice that we can do things start to finish. That's really a divine quality, start to finish. It's causing us to be mindful and take our time when we wash our hands and do things to really do it and be only doing that deliberately and do it well. How many people just splash water on their hands and walk out of a bathroom and now they have cause to stop and take time and really enjoy the process of cleaning yourself and washing yourself of all your burdens and really literally do that when you wash your hands now. Just release all the garbage, your mm. thoughts that are garbage and everything that 
includes the mess. Just let it go when you're washing your hands from now on. Take mm. that time to really just let go and receive from the divine. Another thing it's doing that's great for us is it's causing us to cherish our health and wellness and to notice that our physical bodies really need to be respected more. Mm. We're doing things like eating better and taking better care of ourselves, hopefully by mm. default now because of being faced with a crisis like that. That we all need more personal space to be able to know that we respect that with other people, not to violate someone's space because it's their possibility to connect to something more. Yeah. You know, again, it's letting us see that we all have the capacity to go within and not be alone and lonely, that yeah. we have a capacity to go within and to make wise choices that connect us with others, even when we're watching out for our own best interests, that it actually has a connection and can bring us to honoring and respecting the best interest of others as well. Mm. All right. So I have a burning question. This is very topical. Uh, what is the best thing we can do for this current pandemic or even future pandemics? Okay. Most important is to know yourself as a miracle renegade. You also are simultaneously claiming that you're a healer. And that means you don't have to go out there and fix or change things on the physical level because this is not about physical. This is about shifting on a spiritual level. Mm. So if you know you're a healer, then what do you do with that kind of energy? You send out loving, kind thoughts to everyone. Mm. You acknowledge that people who come across your path are here as blessed beings that deserve the very best. Mm. So you start to recognize that at a soul level, we're all perfection. And the only thing that's going on is we're forgetting that right now. And we're identifying in really scary ways with a physical body. Yeah. So what you want to do is stay connected to the healer of you. And here's a beautiful mantra prayer. It's a, called metta. It's a Buddhist way of meditating. That's a more active meditation than passive of just following your breath. Metta is wishing loving kindness to the world around you. Mm. It's the closest translation mm. from Pali to English is loving kindness mm. from metta. And these are the words you can say and chant them throughout the day. If you're feeling yourself becoming fearful, this is an inner mantra. Mm. You don't have to say it out loud or it's just so effective as you build this energy in your heart. Mm. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be whole. May you be at ease. May you know you are loved. May you know you are loved. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be whole. May you be at ease. May you know you are loved. May you know you are loved. If that's your inner prayer, mantra, dialogue all day, every day, feel where you're going to be sent and what you're going to be doing. Mm. Going to be in a very blessed space and there'll be nothing to worry about in the outside world because you'll only be sent into further and further graces. Mm. Just keep the ego out of it the best yeah. you can because it's not the voice of your own best interest. It's chaotic and promotes more fear and challenges in your life. Just let yourself relax. The one who relaxes the most wins.
Hi, it's Maureen. And Christian. If you like these podcast episodes, we have a great new way to support the show on our Patreon page. Where we offer bonus content, clips, guided meditations, and all kinds of extra material. Head on over to Patreon and help support us at patreon.com slash miraclerenegade. Thank you. We love you. We love you.